three, two, one, boom, we're live. Alright everyone, welcome to Backyard Intellects. This is episode one. I am your host, Jason Randolph. With me, it's my co-host, Alex Gutierrez. Alex, how you doing today, man? Good, man. How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is a, it's a real thing now. Exciting. A little <laughs> nervous for those that are listening for the first time because uh, we wanted to make this a little bit more intimate than uh, most podcasts out there, I guess. <laughs> well, let's hope it doesn't stay too intimate for too long. Um, <laughs> anyways, anyways. Well, welcome to Backyard Intellects. And if you are new here, which you probably are, considering this is our first uh, show, you're probably wondering what the heck this whole thing is. So let's give a, for the audience, for you guys, let's give a little introduction as to who we are. Uh, I believe I kind of pitched this idea to you, Alex, like what, like mid, uh, like March or something or April. Um, what we kind of, what I was thinking was to just have a show based around the idea of if you would take a topic, right. And you've got your buddies together and you're in your backyard chilling, having a beer. And it was, you would just pick a topic and talk about it, talk amongst it as friends. Uh, considering that we are under a pandemic under a quarantine, thanks COVID-19. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> a lot of my buddies, actually, we've uh, we've been doing pretty much this, just this right right here uh, on Zoom on Discord talking, and uh, we decided why not try it try this podcast, man. A um, little background on on us. Uh, my name is Jason. I'm pretty much your most basic dude you'll ever meet. Uh, like I like The Office, Star Wars fan, muscle car guys. Um, Thoroughly enjoy White Claws, going to Chili's. Yeah, if that doesn't scream uh, amateur bro, I don't know what does. Uh, but anyways, enough about myself. Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Um, typical nerd, I guess. Like <laughs> computers, like video games, like uh, anime, like manga. Uh, geek all the way around. Wish I could go to more Comic-Con conventions, but <laughs> haven't really even got my first one under the belt, so I haven't been able to do that. Um, that and uh, I think we both have something in common when it comes to fitness, right? We like to be somewhat healthy. We we uh, mm -hmm. are always striving to stick to a diet, but like any other bro, any other any other guy <laughs> who's been through it, it's really hard to get on it. But yeah, um, interest goes from uh, fitness to nerdy things to mm -hmm. just uh, the outdoors too. You know, we like uh, taking some time to explore uh, hikes and things like that. So I guess just a uh, really scattered when it comes to likes but um yeah that's a little bit about me yeah but you know i i, I could appreciate that though because unfortunately I, what i've noticed with most people today is that they're almost one-dimensional you know they have one thing that all encompasses what they who they are as a person but i appreciate all your interests and there's another interest that you have that actually correlates with what we're doing now we're going to get to that in a minute um but a little bit enough about us what is the show going to be about well we both kind of intended to have a family-friendly, content-based uh, podcast that you could play in your office space or in a grocery store or anywhere without you being told that, hey, you need to go uh, talk with your supervisor in the HR uh, director's office because that's, that's not a fun place to be if you're a 
plain stuff that's a little uh, inappropriate. <laughs> but anyways, that's kind of our mantra, family-friendly base, keep it clean, um, stay away from controversial topics. Uh, but a little bit about how we actually are going to map the show out. Uh, each person is responsible for bringing content to the show. Uh, we will cover quite a bit of things, but like I said, refrain from religious, political areas simply because obvious reasons, especially during this time of COVID-19. I think people are kind of sick and tired of just hearing people getting arguments, but I'm sure me and Alex will find something to fight about eventually, but that's quite all right, though. Uh, but we will make sure that whatever we do talk about, we're going to be well read on it and talk about it without sounding like a total, complete moron. Well, at least one of us will. I know me, for myself, I'll probably sound like a moron once or twice. But anyways, back to that subject that we kind of uh, have mutual interest in, just besides fitness. But also, Alex, you have your own podcast. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so something like uh, along the lines of what we're doing here, where we have a free-roaming conversation, and we just kind of... Uh, pick a topic that's either on the headlines or something that's on our minds and just kind of talk about it and see how it develops, usually in a long-form conversation. So most mm -hmm. of the episodes will be an hour or longer. Um, so that's something that we both have in common. That's something that we've always liked to do. Anybody that is listening can relate to the fact that whenever you're with friends or family, you're going to have a long conversation, whether you want it or not, for the most part. Um, so it's just picking the best parts of that type of scenario and presenting it to you guys so you have something to listen to. As if you're working or, you know, maybe in the bathroom scrolling through your text messages or, <laughs> I don't know, Instagram, whatever you guys do, because no doubt you do for everybody does. So anyways, that's what we do. And that's something similar to this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what's it called for everyone to, to go check out? So if you guys are interested, um, this is the uh, Preferences and References podcast. We mm -hmm. often refer to it as the Pref and Ref podcast when we're recording. But if you can... Uh, if you're interested in it, you can look for it through its uh, actual name, Preferences and References. You can find it on Spotify and everywhere else where podcasts are available. Yeah, no, I mean, I've I've listened to quite a few episodes. It's good stuff. So anyone who's interested in in listening to this man talk, definitely go there. It's really, really good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really good stuff you should hear. Anywho, anyways. Um, but yeah, inaugural episode, man. Kind of describing who we are, what we do. Um, but... Now, what else What else do we want to talk about? That was kind of short. <laughs> so I guess since we talked about some of the things that we want to cover, I guess we can give everyone a sample of it. Because I know you're into Formula One racing. Oh, yes. You're into NASCAR oh, sure. as well. And um, you're obviously a gamer. And you like to work out naturally. My, I add, there's the natty. We are advocates here at Backyard Intellects of natural bodybuilding is best bodybuilding, I will say. Um, yeah, we don't use any of that nonsense <laughs> but if you use it that's your own prerogative but uh yeah formula one guy uh gamer as well well relatively uh haven't really gamed much past couple weeks but uh yeah uh what uh what consoles are you playing right now brother for me um i think all of my needs have been covered with the switch the nintendo switch and the pc just because there's like games like the origami uh, version mm -hmm. of Mario, Paper Mario, there's Animal Crossing, there's Super Smash Brothers on the Switch. When it comes to exclusives and you have like, you know, Breath of the Wild and then everything else is pretty much available on PC. So it covers everything else I need. I just build a desktop, too. So. Oh, sweet. That's excited. 
Nice. Dude, so I finally picked up a Switch. I was finally able to find one. Um, I had to pay the COVID, I had to pay the COVID markup, obviously COVID tax. But uh, I caught Animal Crossing, let me say. <laughs> that game's amazing. <laughs> have you seen some of the crazy things that people have done? Uh there's like Reddit posts, there's a bunch of like internet uh pretty much uh I don't know. There's like specials that you can see on YouTube where it covers how like the Taiwanese government used Animal Crossing to show how people should stay at home. They basically paid these gamers to create a town that looks like their community (laughs) and explain why is it important for them to stay home using Animal Crossing. And then Japan used Animal Crossing for uh, graduations. So for those kids that couldn't graduate, they were given free copies of Animal Crossing and then they graduated through the game. So it's kind of weird, but cool at the same time. <laughs> That's awesome. Honestly, that is awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I I got mine maybe, I think it was last maybe last week. I finally I finally got mine last week, and dude, I I I've I can't put it down. I don't know what it is about Animal Crossing, man. I I, I can't like, I can't stop. I don't know. It's what... so relaxing, man. There's no goal besides just like yeah. live and do your thing, yeah. grow your community. But it's it's pretty much what we do daily in a video game. And I'm going, why would um, a friend of mine was like, why are you playing that? You, it, it's it's just a simulator of your life. No, no, no man, let me explain to you. <laughs> I have to collect seashells so an owl can build a museum. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but. Yeah, I know. Animal Crossing. If if you have, if anyone who's listening, if you haven't bought a Switch yet, do yourself a favor. Try to first off, try to find one. I found one on Amazon, um, and it was one of those situations where you, you buy it now or you don't buy it for four four months. So I bought it now, and uh, it's oh my goodness, it's it's so much fun. <laughs> it's really cool. It sucks that because of everything that's happening, they can't produce as many consoles because so many people mm-hmm. are still waiting in line to be able to get one. But you know, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're able to get one, which Again, too. Yeah, uh, I wasn't gonna say. Um, well, and I think especially now, I mean, we are in unprecedented times with with this pandemic and with gaming on the. I want to say it's on the up and up. Do you think that people who might have been against it before, maybe not like against it, but maybe didn't see the rationality behind it? Do you think maybe they're starting to warm up to it a little bit more? Like against, like what, like games or staying at home or what do you mean? Well, you know, you got people like, oh, why would you pl- ever play video games? You know, wow, they're a waste of time and all th- people like that. Uh, now that they're at home and they have nothing else to do, do you think that they're maybe starting to warm up to the fact that, hey, maybe this might not be a complete waste of time? Possibly. I know that games, uh, game sales have surged in the last couple months because of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone is kind of getting a slice of the gamer pie now because of the fact that you guys are all gamers, whether you want to be or not. Mm. But it's funny how I think those memes started popping up everywhere when people were saying uh, quarantine. I always thought this is just the way I live my life because, you know, there's a lot of gamers that stream. That's all they really do. <laughs> that's all they do. But they make a decent living. But the idea is just like that's, that's what they great. do for fun. Well, what was that? I heard um, nin- that gamer was a ninja. I think ninja went because Mixer shut down. Yeah. Right? You do. You know, he had a payout of like 30 million dollars. Or just a rid- ridiculous amount of money, which is about a uh, shroud got about half of that um, 
I heard he only got five. I heard he only got five. I think he got five straight cash and ten million worth of like uh, he had already. They they agreed to give him shares of Mixer, but now that it's like being abandoned, they had to pay him out. They got to pay him out too. Oh my so goodness. five for the contract and the ten altogether with the stock oh options. And uh, right now, it sounds like the next. I don't think streaming will ever go away. It's here to stay, just like oh, YouTube videos are. I'm with you there, yeah. And Facebook, I don't think no matter it can become desolate to some degree, but it's still going to be there. You know, so everyone's going to YouTube now. Honestly, I think because I, 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 I'm not. I'm going to admit I, I was one of those from like, yeah, streaming, streaming video games, really. I mean, just go buy the game. But I also, I mean, I'm also the guy sitting at home, you know, watching people in race cars go around the track. Yeah. <laughs> when someone can very much argue, say, well, why don't you just go? Well. Or with football or sports, the same thing. You know, why are you watching? Why don't you go play it? Yeah, I'm with you there. I think streaming is definitely here to stay. Um, I think I Twitch is huge. I mean, it's massive. Um, Facebook gaming, I think, is starting to be a, uh, finally starting to make a stride. I know a lot of people are going back to YouTube. YouTube tried and true method, but yeah, I'm I'm like wow. You got these people who are professional you know, net professional video game players making <laughs> millions of dollars. It's insane. I think it's interesting because being people, we're always going to be curious to watch something, right? Whether we see an accident or we see someone make a garden or someone play marbles, because I don't know if you've heard about that, but this um, channel on YouTube, this website that does professional marble racing, and uh, you heard right, marbles as in like little glass ball like marbles. Little, like what you used to call Yeah, like, right. What? The ones that you flick and you play with your friends. Oh so these God. these marbles get on these insane tracks and you place it on the very top of it and you let it go. And as it falls down, the camera kind of follows it along. And there's professional like sportscasters like following it and say, oh, oh, number eight is getting on top of number one. And oh, my God, he's taking a shortcut. And it's just, there's no remote control. It's just a marble falling down a, a track. It's like soapbox race. It's like those soapboxers. Yeah, it's not ESPN. It's not even a joke. It's like a real thing it's now. It's a real thing. Yeah, but it used to have like, I guess, 10,000 viewers at one point, And it was like the most they ever had. And now they're up to like 3 million people watching it. And like some people watch it just for the meme factor. Other people watch it to troll it. And at the end, of the, at the end of the day, they end up adding to it. Yeah, so you can look this it up. Marble racing. Marble like, racing. It's just a. Uh, it's kind of crazy how the audience grew for that, and they're like they're doing like million dollars uh, sponsorships and everything. So it's kind of cool how like the pandemic put all these little niche communities. Oh my goodness! No, yeah. This, no, I, I, I'm looking at CNN's website right now. Yeah, it's a real thing. ESPN to air Marvel racing, cherry pit spitting, and more weird. Yeah, they're so they're diversifying what kind of sports or entertaining. Uh, competitions they can get their hands on and that's one of them and as we were talking about like streaming being a thing i don't think it's ever going to go away because if you look at your mom and dad or uncles or whatever they, they eventually log on to youtube so they can learn how to cook so they can learn how to change the brakes or whatever you twitch and uh these gaming sites are more like how do you play a game and get entertained by the person you're watching right so just like everything has is good and bad so there's dark parts of youtube just like there's really trolly and <laughs> dark parts of twitch and then there's just like you know hey so that's how you play guitar hero and then oh you usually follow somebody because of the personality because you're drawn right. to the fact that the person is very entertaining when they play a game just like if you went to a friend's house and you're watching him struggle to play i don't know 
FIFA 2001. Right. You know, obviously we're not in 2001, but if you see somebody struggle and react to like, oh man, I missed again. That seems to be the thing that draws you in the personality of a person. But yeah, the marble thing is kind of crazy. Well, no, I, I I'm watching it. Right. They call it Marbula One. Yeah. Oh my god. No, but this is a real thing. With you didn't like, know that? I mean, I I remember seeing this on Facebook somewhere, but I thought this was a joke. It's real. a real thing. Yeah, the t-shirts sell for about $80 a pop, and they sold out within the first, like, five hours. And they had, like, over, like, I don't know, 100,000 t-shirts. So you, you do the math. But think about it. I mean, because, I mean, we'll buy stuff as jokes, right? Yeah, like the brick but, from yeah, Supreme. So, okay, Marbella one, okay. But, like, like wait, did you say Supreme? <laughs> yeah, they had that brick. That It was literal oh, brick. Yeah, it was a little it, brick with the Supreme. Yeah. Yeah. But, no. But, okay, but the sad thing is I'm, I'm looking at this right now, right? This this marble racing and i can't stop watching it it's it's you know this it's just amazing it catches yeah. your attention you let it play as you're cooking or as you're just talking to your family you're just like you forgot <laughs> you forget it's there sometimes <laughs> it's just like background tv noise that it just happens to be addicting to watch yeah i mean we're gonna have next thing you know in three years we're gonna have patronus and red bull have their own marbula one teams don't joke, man, because it looks no, like seriously. they're they're actually building up a good amount of sponsorship now. That's amazing. There's a bunch of stand-up comedians and like personalities that are apparently are tweeting and like adding at this. Like there's a T Pain famously just bought a team, a marble racing team. And then w- what consists of a team? Two people and a glass maker that like there's specifications for the glass that you use for those marbles. Oh, and oh my goodness. Are yeah, they get kind of crazy. Me? It gets really crazy. The type, the amount of interference it can have, and all this—the weight of the marble and the the opacity—so you can see through it. Well, it's that just would make sense. Crazy. Yeah, because I mean, Formula One—they have you know hard, soft, and medium tire compounds. It would make sense. Marbles. Do yourself a favor, guys. If you guys are listening to this, once you're done, Google it up. And no, if you want to get a real trip, you should also Google up paper airplane competitions. Because those, those were also a thing. They've I've been a thing, but now they're like super crazy wow. about it. That's... So people people are quarantined, so they'll fly a paper airplane from one building to the next. And there's only one person in the building, and the cameraman has like a you know a flying drone mm-hmm. that's keeping. It's really crazy. Have, have you seen those drone racing? That the those little like p- people take like little drones, right? Like little, those little tiny drones, yeah. and they'll race them. Um... You, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get into that one because. Uh, I love it and it scares me because I'm like that's only one step away from like virtual oh, reality jumping yeah, in. We, 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 we are about ready, right? We're about, we are one step away from from Elon Musk's worst nightmare. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's really cool. It's just uh, I don't know, man. I'm with you there. That's kind of that's that's kind of terrifying. That's if I had a drone, I would never want to like leave my room. I just like go pick up things, and that can become the future of everything. You know, send your drone out to work. You put on the headset and you're working through the drone. Or something. Yeah, that's, that's scary. Well, that's scary to me, man. Like, I have this irrational fear. Um, I don't know if it's irrational. It sounds pretty rational. Too, if you ask me. I mean, of, you know, of like too much tech. Like, I, I like my technology. I have cleared. I have a PC, you know, the whole nine yards. I have an iPhone um, because, you know, and I have an Apple watch, you know, the whole nine yards because I'm that dude. But I don't know, man. It's like, uh. You know, like you'll see those Boston dynamic um, deer robot things that are running and learning how to jump and whatnot. I'm going, I don't know, man, that's a, 
<laughs> we're knocking on the door of some I mean, I've seen iRobot with Will Smith. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm a huge believer and proponent for like IT. I love it and I love uh deep learning um AI, you know, prog- uh, projects that they're working on, but mm-hmm. it is scary when you see like the AI robots beat like the world's best chess players and the best uh go players. And then you, did you ever see that IBM Watson? Um do you know who that is? Yeah, Watson doesn't terrify terrifies me as much because what because Watson Watson's not mobile mobile, but what terrifies me about Watson is that it's connected to everything. <laughs> See, that's where you have to kind of think about Boston Dynamic is just one public company, and there's a lot right. of other companies that make robots and don't really you know display it. But if Boston Dynamic can make a robot that's hard to tumble, that can backflip, that can move through gravel, that can you know have better balance mm-hmm. than a person. Then you add the AI, you oh, know, we are into damned. it. The the Watson was very famous because he went on. Um, what's that? He went game? on Jeopardy. Jeopardy and beat yeah. the world's best Jeopardy player like three times in a row. Mm-hmm. And he guessed like all these like weird topics, you know, and again, all those topics were not pre-selected uh, so that Watson would know the answer, but it, it knew it on the spot. So mm-hmm. you put that inside of a robot. And you're going to have a really hard time getting away from it if you ever, you know. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're right. I mean, I don't know, man. There's something that just doesn't jive with me with uh, having smart. I mean, I'm all for like smart, like you said, like smart technology to a certain point. You know, I love my smartphone, but I don't know if I want it, ma- want it making me toast in the morning. <laughs> you know? You know, you're walking out instead of a UPS guy, there's, you know, little creepy little Boston dynamic robot hopping around. Here's your mail. No, don't want that. That terrifies me. That's so scary. this is going to be the episode for them to get to know you. This is one good fear that they should know that you have. But well, yeah, is that we we both love tech, but we're also afraid of what a <laughs> what it could do to us. <laughs> Would you be one to say that? you would prefer to fight against technology or join it? What would you do? Would you, if you saw it as a true Ooh, fear, a would you, would you stop one. using the internet? Would you stop using smart devices to prevent it from ever happening? Or would you say it's going to happen? I might as well start, you know, upgrading myself to catch up to it. I think there's a thin line in between there. Um, we are going down a road that, we are so intertwined as much as we don't want to admit it. We're so intertwined with our technology. I mean, look what happens when, you know, my Wi-Fi goes out for 10 minutes and I'm like, well, what do I do? Um, so I will adapt to it and try to embrace some of it. I'm not going to embrace all of it. You know, when people, oh, like smart homes and all this. No, 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 no. I don't want a computer controlling what my temperature in my house is. Um, so I I will embrace it, but only to a certain extent. You know, we should call this episode this opening welcome, natural versus unnatural. There you because, go. Because uh, there you go. There's a lot of things where you want things to be natural. There's a lot a lot of things where you're willing to yeah. look away and be like, I, I don't mind if it's not natural. Like for example, <laughs> food and working out. Right. I'm sure you oh, have yes. your opinions on what oh, would you rather have. We can talk for a while on that. So it's sure. a good it's a good welcome introduction. We'll, how did you get into working out and what do you what do you believe your stand is on natural 
and unnatural okay. when it comes to working out in health and fitness. It's a good way wow. to, I guess, let people know. Well, so this is, well, I firmly believe that all those supplements that you see, you know, you'll go to GNC or whatever, and, or even, even the grocery store nowadays, you'll see all these supplements. Honestly, I'm a firm believer that if you just change the way you eat, um, and I'm not talking like go crazy. I'm just talking if the average person would just take a small look at what they ate and go, hey, if I clean this up, you know, don't eat as much refined sugars, don't take in as many, you know, um, processed carbohydrates, it, you're going to be overall healthier. Um, so I don't think, um, unless you're an athlete, I mean, I, I'm no athlete at all. So I don't feel like I don't need those, all those crazy supplements. You know, I still like to use a bit of whey protein every, one, every now and again, just to get uh, some added protein. But I mean, if you're just the average person, man, lift some weights, go for a walk, eat a salad, <laughs> you know, try to eat clean. And I think it's fine. Um, 90% of the people who are working out don't need those supplements unless, unless you have like a specific goal in mind. That's my take on it. But as for food, oh yeah, man, the, the American diet is so bad. It's so horrific. <laughs> What's your thoughts? Uh, when it comes to natural versus unnatural, I, I have uh, I don't mind unnatural foods and I don't mind unnatural like uh mm -hmm. robot you know interference with, with what we do daily because right. i think to a degree we're already pretty unnatural yeah even when you were talking about That's like lifting point. weights um That's lifting weights point. in itself is not very natural right because natural would be you'd be running after a deer you know for like four five hours in the morning crouching well, that's that's, that's, well, that's, that's that's crazy cardio no but i'm kidding but, yeah um, but no no but if, it, it, I, I i think i misunderstood what you're asking um there's definitely, well, there's definitely a lot of aspects of our life where things are unnatural. No, you're right. You got these people that like, ha like uh, that dude, uh, Half Thor Bjornsson. Oh, yeah. You know, deadlifting 1,100 pounds. I'm like, okay, hold on, wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold on, <laughs> bro. That's completely insane. That's unnatural to me anyways. Um, I mean, hey, but then you can argue, well, it, it is because he's a human and he's doing it. But how juice is this guy? Uh, but oh my, yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's so many ways you can take this conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a slippery slope. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think I mind unnatural mm. interference with that, even when it comes to like lifting weights. Um, if you think about the weight protein that most people take. It's yeah. it's already broken down by a laboratory and put into mm -hmm. a can. It's not natural, but it does make you much stronger. Most people want to see how far the human body can go. So mm -hmm. when you see like Bjorn be able to lift, you know, eleven hundred <laughs> pounds over his head clean, you're like, wow. Nobody's there telling him, dude, we got to check everything on you just to make sure. But even if they were, because I know there's regulations oh, and there's rules. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Half of Mexico, you know what I'm saying? So, like, this guy is strong beyond belief, but he's this also very healthy. Nuts. He has to yeah. watch his knees. He has to watch his back. He has to do a lot of things that are very, you know, that are very common for everyone else who's, mm -hmm. like, natural, quote-unquote. But anyways, mm -hmm. I, I feel like uh, the interference of 
the introduction of things that are technically to some people considered unnatural, I think is good for the advancement of people in general. Yeah. Um, I think they're because even cars weird... are unnatural. I it, mean, there's yeah, no cars in the wild. There's no brushing your true. teeth in the wild. It's 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 a weird slope because, um, I think it's still natural that humans have been able to live as long as we have now, and you know, do physical acts of strength, or even you know, like do like I do, Dave Goggins. Oh yeah, you know, exactly. Like, yeah, you know, crazy. You know, eight eight one hundred mile races in eight weeks. I mean. But granted, that dude's body is, I mean, I mean, he's going under some significant stress. But yeah, I think you're right, man. It's just like this. It's weird. It's a, it's a weird slope. Because um, things that were, nat, you know, natural, you know, or unnatural 100 years ago now today are just part of, you know, like this conversation right here. You're on a completely different side of the town. I'm on a completely different side of town. We're talking over, you know, wires and you know, it signals. So it's, yeah, it, but as for AI interference, no, I don't want that. I no, <laughs> no AI interference. Ah, uh, no, 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 I'm good. Cause we don't. still are, we kind of already have it. We just, we're asking for more of it, but we, we are asking for less of it at the same time. Like when you, you look for directions to get to someone's mm-hmm. house that you haven't gone to you use Google maps. Technically that's an AI algorithm. It's just not speaking back to you, but it is AI. It's an artificial well, intelligence yeah, weaving together true. the data to get you from point A to point B and telling mm-hmm. you take a left turn here. That's all AI, you know? And then if somebody asks you a question like, what's one million divided by thirty-six? And you're like, um, you pull out a phone. That's <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of a cyborg, you know, you're like part cyborg because of the phone. True. Without um, it, you lose like half your memories. Like, I don't know what day where did I go that day? <laughs> it's like it's already like an implant that you carry with you. Yeah. Shoot. I mean it's one of those things where you you either embrace it or you get left behind. But I, I still believe that there is a way, you know, a, a third way where you can embrace it, but you can also, you know, um, you can have a boundary. That's probably true too. You, 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 you can definitely have a boundary and that's, that's kind of like where, where I like to stay. Uh, it's neat. I like a lot. Of, I, I think it's a lot of it's interesting, but it's also, some things like, oh, why do you need that? <laughs> like which one? Um, try to think of a good one that. Uh, it's just like some of the things on on like your standard phone, right? Or standard, you know, like on your phone. Well, they'll have like all this, like just like the little nuance, or not maybe not nuance. That's the wrong word. But like niche apps and whatnot and features. I'm going. Do I really need a 4K screen on something that's six, you know, five inches big? Really? <laughs> or, uh, you know, or like just some of the processors on my phone. I'm like, dude, I'm using it to go online to check my email and to send a text message. Do I really need like the seven millimeter crazy, you know, tech to watch a YouTube clip? Maybe not, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just, uh, I think we're going to do a point in technology where there's so much, there's so much advancement, but there's also a lot of it's going, why do we need this? <laughs> but to each their own. That's fair. Yeah. So what got you into working out? Because I know that 
I mean, as the people will eventually get to know in your podcast, you know, I know about you. You mm -hmm. made a huge leaps in, in transformations physically. And <laughs> right now you're like looking the best you've ever looked. And you keep pushing the envelope because you keep looking better. And you're trying to be healthier at the end of the day. That's really like your end goal from what I mm -hmm. understand. But I mean, for the people that are listening, well, what's your, your journey in fitness been like? Where did you start? Um, so I started, I started lifting probably when I was 14, 15, sophomore in high school. Um, I fell in love with it. I mean, did it every, every day, you know, bike to school, bike home, come home, do my homework and then go in the gym, you know, me, me and dad go to the gym, whole nine yards. Uh, then I started working. I, and I still kept up with it and whatnot. Um, and, then, and it kind of fell off because I got a, a desk job. I went from blue collar to white collar and uh, I got really fat. Uh, <laughs> I think I put like 100 pounds on in a year and whatnot. And uh, uh, I kind of I, I almost was just like accepting of it. Like, OK, well, I'm just going to be I'm just going to be the big guy. You know, I'm going to be the just a bigger dude. I'm OK with that. Um, and then COVID-19 happened. And, I, and before then, I had about maybe like September of I, when I turned 24 last year. I decided, OK, by the time I turn 26, I want to lose some weight and get into shape and whatnot. And so I started doing that. Sorry, finally getting back to the gym, getting up early. Uh, I started uh, watching Jocko Willings and listen to his podcast, read his book. Um, uh, what's his book? Extreme Ownership. It's a great book, by the way. Just anyone anyone who's listening check it out it's a great book um and then COVID 19 happened we uh and my office shut down my gym shut down and then i just decided hey you know what? got a bunch of time on my hands grab some resistance bands uh let's start start doing this you got to work out come on you uh you got nothing but time you're gonna sit down play video games or you're good you know live for an hour a day see what's up so yeah i've been doing that and down about 25 pounds so so far keep pushing it that's all i'm doing what was the toughest part for you i know because i went through a similar situation where i was lifting weights um because as a guy that that sense that seems to be like the go-to thing when mm -hmm. you want to lose weight because it's just like common knowledge for us but then as you get more i guess as you ask questions and you start looking to different sources you start realizing that there's other ways to be to train your body more effectively right through calisthenics and lifting weights so what was the you must have had some points where it was like man i don't know if i really if i'm really making progress or you know how did what was the right what was the switch besides listening to something that motivated you for you to research like where were your fountains of knowledge when it came to working out um so very much like what you said what you were saying there you know my initial thought was well i want to start lift you know start working out that means start lifting heavy weight um, and it was true. That is true to a certain point. But the hardest part for me, honestly, was trying to get my dieting under control. Because uh, when I, what was the biggest mistake I was doing was I would wake up at four in the morning, right? I'd go to the gym for about 30 minutes because I went to the gym before I went to work. And then I would come home, get ready for work, and then I'd go to McDonald's and grab breakfast. So completely counterproductive, right? And then I eat terrible for lunch and I eat terrible for dinner. And then I wake up the next morning and do the whole thing all over again. And so when I finally sat down and, and hit a plateau, I went, okay, 
why am I not progressing as much as I should? Biggest thing was I didn't know the basic understanding of calories in and calories out. Once I started doing research on that, understanding how that worked, and then understanding how, how your macros tied in with that and your progression, that's when I really started saying, okay, so that's how this works. Okay, so that if I want to get to this certain goal here, this is what I have to do. And a lot of it was just find a goal. Okay, how do I achieve that goal? I mean, it's taken me years to finally figure out, okay, this is what I want to do. Now, do I want to be that really thin guy, you know, shredded six-pack abs, you know, whole nine yards? Or do I want to be more, you know, bulkier, more muscular? So a lot of it, honestly, was just sitting down, writing, uh, uh, seriously, like writing down with pen and paper. I know some people who might, who might be listening, not used to that, right? Uh, sometimes you actually have to use the old tech. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just sitting down, writing it out, doing your research. So through that process, was there ever a time when you had to, how many times did you have to go back to the drawing board and redo your workout schedule? Because I know some people find it really hard to do sometimes. A ton. You know, it, 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 a lot of it was, uh, a lot of it was just, Trial and error type. Yeah, trial and error. Finding what finding what works for me. Finding what I like to do. Uh, How so, often do you do you stretch as you do this now? Because you you kind of got to like, you narrow down a good routine that works for you now. So well, mm -hmm. what do you do when it comes to stretching? Stretching is one of those things where I'm finally <laughs> implementing into my workouts. Um, it's something I never really did, and now I now I'm I'm paying for it now because <laughs> my body is getting a little stiff. Uh, but I, I usually try to stretch post-workout. You know, I'll warm up, you know, I'll warm up, do my reps and whatnot, and then afterwards try to take 15 minutes and get some, get some type of stretching in. I'm still trying to research what stretching works for what muscle groups and whatnot. So I'm finally starting to implement that. Cool. So I'm, I'm curious because I know that you have a, a couple of goals you set for yourself when it mm -hmm. came to – your workout journey. I think you've, you, your first ones were to lose uh, some weight initially. And I think mm -hmm. you're, you're pretty much close, if not already past that point. Um, maybe not all of it, but you've gotten to the first couple blocks. Well, yeah. what are, how does your goals look like? What's your structure? Like, what's your, you know, outline look like when it comes to working out? Are you talking about my actual you, workout or are you talking about? Oh, sorry. In mind? Like the goals, like I guess first was to lose weight, then it mm -hmm. was to tone or I mean, well, how does yours look like? So initially when I first started was to lose the ex the excess amount of weight, which I'm pretty close to my, I hate, the, I hate to use the term goal weight because that is, it's not really my goal weight, but an acceptable level, I'll say acceptable level. I'm pretty close to my acceptable level right now. Um, I, close to 215 that's where i would like to be um right now it's mostly trying to build some strength trying to get that strength back up to where i i wanted to, to be at um excuse me uh what else i do eventually i do have some other goals in mind once i get to 215 get a little bit of strong get stronger and that is going to be you know trying to shed the excess fat but you know that's probably gonna that's probably just come naturally with learning how to cook better learning how 
different how to actually like cook meals and get my diet still back under control i mean it's it's a lot better than what it used to be but like i told you before we started recording i had a wiener schnitzel for lunch (laughs) probably not the best thing to do (laughs) you got to start somewhere but i think it's really cool somewhere because you remind me a lot of uh, I'm still doing it myself. I'm not mm-hmm. where I want to be, but I'm I'm definitely moving towards it. I think that's one of the good things that came out of this whole pandemic situation. People being quarantined, it kind of forced you to have some time to reflect yeah. with yourself and kind of reevaluate what what are the things you're doing? What can things what are things you can improve? What are things you can what are extra noise you can just phase out? And mm-hmm. when it came to working out, I'm pretty sure because I I personally am a, you're like my family to me. And I know that our group of friends know each other very well. Right. And to us, we've talked about it in private that you motivated us because you found something you can improve on. And not only did you make small improvements, but you made major leaps to like a complete transformation when it comes to like personality, when it comes to just health, like you're a big motivation. So my question to you would be, I'm sure some of the listeners are probably having the same question. Where do you see yourself in eight months as you do this journey? Like, like it's not that far of a timeline, mm-hmm. but it is far enough. What do you think? Like, how do you see yourself looking or feeling or eating or, you know, what, what how do you see yourself? Um, <clears throat> eight months. It's, uh, I would like to get my, I would like to get my diet finally. Like, okay, this is where I need to be. I still want to clean it up a bit. I'm still technically on a, caloric deficit so eight months that's gonna be i don't i can't math right now so maybe uh next march next april i don't know um probably probably want to get a little thinned out still hopefully by next month i'm down to maybe 10 percent body fat right now i'm sitting at about 19 which is technically the acceptable level for most average humans but like Arnold, I do not want to be average. <laughs> um, I say um a lot. I'm sorry, but it, it, right now it's there's not really an okay in six months, there's in eight months. It's it's mostly just okay. What can I do? What can I do today? Wake up six a.m. Okay. What's today's plan? What's today's goals? What are we looking at for right now? Because that's that's ultimately what where you have to be in order to start. With, with with anything you have to just wake up that one day and go okay well i want to change well what can i do today so we'll see how it goes so i'd like to present this option to you mm-hmm. and again this is just my mind everyone's mind is as they say in spanish it's a whole nother world everyone's mind is its own <laughs> world i have seen your transformation and for those that don't know, there was a period where you were streaming and a lot of people were beginning to gravitate towards, mm-hmm. you know, your personality because it's a you're a very bubbly person. So if you decide to continue to document your journey, especially mm-hmm. during these pandemic months, if you would ever consider like being a personal trainer, getting your certification when it came to like FAFSA, uh, FAM, FAMSA or national credit nasif which is the uh i've heard of that yeah nasif is the organization that, <laughs> that gives uh personal trainers their certification mm-hmm. that's something you might want to consider doing as you continue you might feel like you don't know a lot at this point right but those trainers themselves if you ask them if you start poking 
at nutrition, you'll find out that they don't, they're lacking area. There's areas that they don't have expertise in either. Mm-hmm. So no one, no one actively has all the answers and everyone continues to learn. Even those trainers that have been around for 20 years, they continue to learn new things. Right. It's a decent job, but it's at the same time is the fact that the people that are listening to your podcast could follow you and see physically that transformation at some point in the future, maybe, but it's something you might want to consider because you have made an incredible journey. Like I said, you motivated us without really like directly wanting to motivate us. It was just like a byproduct of you just showing us your progress. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I've thought about it for sure, but it's, Do one that your those, own. It's, it's one of those things where I don't know if there's anything I could learn and give out that's not already there if 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 you know what i mean um with with this it's like i mean eh, it's something that really doesn't interest me a whole lot right now but it's something that could i could consider but right now it's like eh, i just want <laughs> i just want to lift right i don't really want to worry about of course not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think you're you're looking at it the right, you're looking at it the right way. But I'm saying just as time goes on, there's gonna be there's bound to be people when they when this whole pandemic situation uh, starts to calm down and get stabilized, which eventually it will. I mean, it may not be tomorrow, it may not be today, but it will. When that happens, people are gonna look at you. You're gonna see their amazed faces. They're gonna say, "Wow, what happened?" You're like, a lot of good things happened. <laughs> but um I inside for four months and i had nothing else to do <laughs> yeah and you're i would uh i would almost uh wager i guess not wager but i'm pretty sure that there's going to be a lot of trainers that uh might not look the same after the whole pandemic even though they know how to work out they probably didn't because they've all been waiting for that moment of rest and i'm pretty sure it's going to hit them it's just a season of enormous bulk right now <laughs> yeah yeah bulking exactly longevity bulking that's what they call it's it it's longevity bulking <laughs> and when they come to you they're going to ask you how you did it and you're going to have an opportunity to kind of share a little bit about what motivated mm-hmm. you the steps you had to take and who knows a person better than a person who's gone through it so a person who a lot of people that have worked out you see them you go in and you ask them some advice for working out and they'll tell you just do 10 pushups. It's not hard. And you're like, but I've never done a single pushup in my life. Like, how do you do that? Oh, here you go, man. But there's no like real connection. Cause they, you can tell that they're so far away from step one that they don't really remember how step one works. Mm-hmm. They're more like on from step five and above, they can relate easier, but you've actually gone through step one through six. You've, you've done the proper, like, well, here's what I had to do. I had to learn how to put my feet because my back was hurting whenever i did deadlifts Mm -hmm. so this is what i had to look up and this is what i recommend you have all this like fresh information because you just went through it compared to someone who's like i think that's how you dice onions honestly i haven't been doing it it's been like years since i had to i'm more on like a five-star restaurant type thing i'm like dude but you have to learn the basics and they don't remember (laughs) the basics you gotta gotta, gotta take that first step somewhere um but honestly that's if there's any advice i that people, you know, when people come, hey, how'd you how'd you start? Or I, I just say, dude, I just, I just got up and I just like, all right, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. <laughs> email him at the email in the description. He'll tell you. Um, and my official answer will be just do some research. Honestly, find a find a good place where you can where you couldn't get information. Ignore the bro science. Ignore all that crazy. You know, oh, you know, secret workout to burn belly fat. That's not real. <laughs> that, 
that is not real. <laughs> Don't listen to that. Just find good information on working out. Where would you recommend on... that information being? Oh man. Um, where did you find those nuggets of gold? Honestly, so I found a lot of my nutritional information just by going to actual like websites that were nutritional based. You know, stay away from like the uh, how can I describe them in a nice, nice way? You know, like I call them like the BuzzFeed articles of fitness. Yeah. You know, you'll see like, oh, you know, doctors recommend eating this. No, 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 no. No. The biggest, honestly, the biggest help I've ever heard was when you go grocery shopping, shop the outside. So when you walk in, all the good stuff that's good for you and won't cause you to die from cancer at 55 is on the outside of the store. You know, that's where all your produce is at. That's where all your lean meats at. That's where all the, you know, the wonderful bread is at. And I love bread. <laughs> like all the, all the stuff that's bad. I mean, minus like, you know, rice and, you know, good beans and all that stuff. All the stuff that's bad for you is on the, those is on those inside aisles. When you first walk in, ignore that shop, the shop, the outside perimeter. That's why I suggest. And then for, Running, weightlifting, or whatever. I mean, ah, uh, it's a what's a good one to research. Um, there's a there's a couple there's a couple YouTube channels I I watched. Um, there's a one called Shredded Sports Science. He's very comedic, but he helps you identify. Well, I helped me to identify who's a bro science, who's not. <laughs> But he does, he does he does it in a, in an actually really entertaining way. So you go, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then when you do go watch their videos, you're like, oh yeah, that you pick up yeah. on those things. Yeah, you go, maybe I shouldn't watch this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, but find a find a good channel either on YouTube or wherever that has good information. I mean, it's gonna be hard to find at first, but take your time. I mean, take your time, but don't delay it. Just and just try to find the best information you can. Good advice. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> uh, we've been talking about me a lot, and I'm not used to that, and I don't like it. So, Alex, I'm going to talk about you for a little bit. Um, you mentioned that you work in IT. Explain. Yep. I work with computers. Really? Yep. Wow. Interesting. Wow. No, that's the short answer. So, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I work with computers. I like uh, computers. I like technology. And uh, I like to take deep dives into different, you know, um, mental, physical, historical, technology-driven topics. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like to read. I like to learn. I like to intake information compared to what I already know and then scrap whatever I think doesn't doesn't seem logical anymore compared to, like, what I'm learning. I think that's a good way for everybody to process information. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think you learn the more you question things as a, as a child, the more you're willing to get to a, a better answer. Right. So if you're like saying is two plus two, the only way to get to four, you're like, Oh, there's three plus one equals four. Okay. So that's another mm -hmm. way to do things. Um, so I, I think it's pretty interesting. That's, I just, that's why I like technology because <laughs> uh, technology shows you that there's more than one way to build a PC. There's more than one part to use and everyone will pick, a brand or pick a way to do it that fits them. And I think that's okay too. At the end of the day, I think everyone, you know, should find 
a rhythm that works for the way they walk. If you judge a fish by how it climbs a tree, that fish is going <laughs> to think it's pretty stupid for the rest of its life. You know, everybody has an area of expertise. I can't dance very well, but I can learn fast, but I can't, right. I can't do it with my body. You know, I can, I can learn how to do a strategy on chess and I can exercise that very quickly. But if you ask me to like use a slingshot to hit a rock on the top of a tree, I won't be able to do it. I don't have like, there's skills I don't have, and I'm the the older I get, the more aware I am of where my limits are and where my strengths are. But I feel like if everybody had the time to think about those kind of things, they'd be able to find where they can really perform best at. Right, that's really interesting. I I I can really appreciate what you're saying there. So, when was that time that you found out that hey, technology is kind of my groove? This is kind of where I'm. This is where where I can see myself doing about about when was that uh late teens and only before like desperation purposes i think you don't you don't think of what you can do and what you enjoy doing until you're like in a desperate scenario where you have to realign yourself for me personally i had i was working in a gym for like i thought i was going to retire working for a gym my Mm -hmm. whole life but the gym went under and it transitioned over under uh new ownership and it wasn't quite the same anymore and I was like, you know what? I, the joy I thought I had for this is really just because of the ownership it was under. It's not really something I want to do forever. So that's when I got the opportunity because I lost that. I, I quit that job. And then I was working a few jobs here and there that were related to IT, but weren't wasn't IT specifically. But it really reminded me, I got to get better at this because this is something I want to do. I like this. It's exactly what I want. It's like basically a job where you do research and development the whole day. So you get a problem. You might know the answer to it. If not, you have to research the answer to it. And instead of like, you know, typing or hammering something, I'm able <laughs> I'm able to do something that I enjoy, create an, an answer to a problem. But there's also the same thing with construction. I mean, you can create a house from nothing. I mean, you have the materials, but there's nothing there. You made it happen. So there's a lot of cool things like that. That's that's why I like IT. That's cool, man. That's 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 pretty neat. So um so when you say create uh create solutions to problems so i take it i i take it you're not just like some glorified it nerd you're you actually are in you're actually in it like develop developing things or yeah that's so that's so crazy. i work with the uh uv printers i work with 3d printers i work with okay. uh installing cannibalizing old equipment and connecting printers working with dhcp addresses a whole a whole like scheme of things which is awesome because a lot of a lot of things kind of tie your hands and you're limited to like a certain i mean if you if you look at it i guess even if you're working at something like mcdonald's or subway you can say i'm not only am i greeting am i brushing up on customer service skills i'm handling money i'm in a key holder position you can make everything sound great if you really have a passion for it so i guess what i'm trying to say is i have a passion for what i for what I'm doing, because I really like that industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's people that have in- passions in different areas, right? Gardening, somebody can make gardening sound extremely exciting because they they love it. You know, digging up, we can say digging up rocks in, in the ground is boring, but then you hear an archaeologist talk about it and you're like, whoa, dude, this sounds really cool. <laughs> so it just depends how much they like it and how much they're aware of what they're doing. And see, and this is why we have both agreed that you should be more on the IT side because you are the the brains of the operation while I, I just kind of talk into a microphone, which I'm still discovering if I'm any good at. <laughs> I think the audience will, will agree that uh, you are. And 
and from my personal experience, digging holes in the ground can be fun sometimes. I'll, I'll just say that right here, right now. <laughs> Same as lighting some dynamite to, to make a railroad happen. It's also pretty go, fun. There you go, man. Um, well, it, it's neat because you, you mentioned uh, printers because that's actually what, what I do. Uh, well, what I would be doing if uh, COVID-19 didn't happen and, you know, we weren't at home all this time. But no, I, I I work in digital printing, so it's, it's it's neat that you get to mess around with 3D stuff and UV printers. I haven't I uh, it's been a, it's been a hot minute hot minute since I've actually ran one of the bigger grand format machines, but yeah, those things are nuts. Yeah, you have to. They're industrial size printers. There's two of them. I don't know, remember what brand they were, but what we do is we add some adhesive to the back of those. We well, we had a template first, and we put four tablets on at as the maximum amount that it can take mm -hmm. for the size of the printer. And we create the template, we create the program for it, and then on the actual tablets, we clean them off with some alcohol, some ipropyl or mm -hmm. I don't know, isopropyl alcohol. Yeah, and then we add some like adhesive that makes it so that the the printer actually like gives a hard print on the back of the material. Because I, I guess it's, um, it was meant originally for T-shirts, but it works on everything from plastics to metals. Yeah, and... it's a uh, it's a screen printer. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have, I've I've ran one of those before. <laughs> yeah, so I've only dabbled with it. Uh, I've been having to do it for the last couple of weeks just because uh -huh. there's nobody in the graphics team that has like the the bandwidth to be able to do it because they're off doing other things for the media right. media teams. Right. So. It's pretty interesting. So what you do is is pretty amazing to me because a lot of the graphic designers spend hours on trying to get like a graphic perfect, and I never realized how many layers there is in a simple image. So we were doing yeah. this, and it was just like crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not, I'm not a graphic designer. I kind of work more more in the print side of things. But man, you you'd be surprised how people will sense. I I don't I don't mean to <laughs> to badmouth people, but. They'll send some stuff, and I just go, "Wow, <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, no, <laughs> send, send this back." <laughs> but it's cool because you develop an eye for it. the The longer you, yeah, the more time you spend around it, the more yeah. you begin to see, like, "Oh, so that's how you made it." I can see the layer here. I can see this. Right. Well, it's funny because, like, because we, um, you know, I'll be just like going anywhere, right? I'll pick something up. Oh, so they use this type. Oh, they use this type of paper with the, this. Oh, well, let's see. This is how they did this. And, everyone i'm with is going oh my goodness who cares it's a sticker put it on something <laughs> yeah and you know what that brings not to like distract the topic or anything for those guys that or those people that are listening to the podcast for the first time um it's pretty interesting because i think the more you know about different subjects the more your love for like life in general grows because you find out how complicated things are that you find that you maybe didn't even think about like the more mm -hmm. you spend time with like people that paint the more the next time you walk into a building, you'll pay attention to things that you didn't even know were there before. Um, when you get into like marketing, you start learning about how they kind of design supermarkets for you to purchase more, how they have the little right. metal rack that closes behind you as even a subliminal message that if you want to leave, it's going to be kind of hard. So just commit to the fact, just keep moving forward. Like there's all these little things that you don't pay attention to in life in general. The red lights, like where did that come from? Right. Why, why do we respond so well to like these specific colors? Just the world around us is, is is surrounded by not even mystery, but just things that we don't really take into consideration. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. Well, yeah, that's uh, 
great transition right here. Wow, watch this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's actually kind of why I think we both wanted to start something like this. Um, because like you, like you, I mean, for people listening, I mean, this guy here, Alex, I mean, he knows his stuff when it comes to, like history and tech and stuff. I mean, I can't tell you many times he's told me about something. I'm just sitting there going, what? Shut oh. up. Let me eat my lunch. <laughs> You know, forks originally were bark in Roman times. Like, I don't care, dude. Let me eat my salad and leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we're here. <laughs> we're here to go for a run. But tell me more about Julius Caesar and how. <laughs> but um, no, it's kind of. But that's why we. I think we we both wanted to start something like this to where um, we would bring topics that we found personally interesting. Like, as we've discovered, we both have a love for tech. Both have a love for uh, fitness and whatnot. And, other different things going on tangents and uh, we just kind of want to share this with uh, other people so they can also go wow those those two dudes are nuts uh and uh, probably need professional help somehow <laughs> oh, true. But, i think everybody could could uh benefit from it especially <laughs> me and everyone else i guess too this all of us like, together this isn't a podcast it's just mostly a therapy session <laughs> as it should be as it should be man well, but yeah, so I think, uh, man, we've been just over an hour. It's crazy. Oh, it's awesome. It's amazing. But, uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much our introductory episode, I think. Uh, we have uh, think we've opened up exactly what we're going to talk about uh, and what we're gonna, how we're going to lay, lay the groundwork out. Um, Alex, I think you brought up where we can listen to your podcast on, I think, Anchor and on steam not steam spotify on spotify uh i believe our show here uh, backyard intellect is going to be offered on anchor and i believe we're trying to get it set up with spotify as well if you're if the listener is so inclined to use spotify i know that i've a big user spotify i'm a big fan of it huge fan uh is there anything else you want to add mr gutierrez no, if you guys uh, enjoy, continue to listen, tell others about it. And if you want to email, um, I think he'll be adding a description. And yeah. on that description, maybe the email so you guys can, you know, maybe request topics that you might be interested in listening to. Feel free to let us know. I think we're also in the works of coming up with a Discord as well, if you're into, if you're into that. Uh, but lots of, lots of exciting stuff coming our way. Anyways, everyone, Alex, thanks for joining in. Thanks for helping me set this up. No problem. No problem.